Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carroll. Though you may not realize that the ongoing threat of terrorism is affecting your life and that of your loved ones. Each week, Dr. Carroll analyzes the hottest topics in terror and helps you and your family reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. Why does a beauty queen get stripped of her crown while Ilhan Omar remains in Congress? Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, a psychiatrist, and your terrorist therapist. Well, I know you're scratching your head over that one. What does a beauty queen have to do with Ilhan Omar? Well, <laughs> uh, more and less than you know, actually. And uh, this is kind of an intriguing story um, where, you know, where one thing is good for the goose and uh, not for the gander. Uh, so, so let me just tell you the story. Uh, Miss Michigan, uh, this woman, uh, Kathy Zhu, just won the Miss Michigan title, the, the throne. The, um, it actually is from the Miss World America contest. And no sooner had she won, but she received this email. Now, imagine yourself, while I'm reading the email that she got, imagine yourself having just won a beauty pageant or just won some award, um, something that you were incredibly proud of and had worked really hard for. And then a couple of days later, you get this email. And it was written by a woman named Lori DeJack, who is the state director of uh, Miss World America, the Michigan State Director, and she copied it, sent uh, copies to the National Director and the COO of Miss World America. Okay, so this was sent to Ms. Kathy Zhu. Uh, it says, it has been brought to the attention of Miss World America that your um, social media accounts contain offensive, insensitive, and inappropriate content in violation of Miss World America's rules and conditions, specifically the contestant requirements of, quote, being of good character and whose background is not likely to bring into disrepute Miss World America or any person associated with the organization, unquote. And then she gives the citation to the Miss World America rules. Therefore, and effective immediately, Miss World America does not recognize you as a participant, not just the, not the winner, but as a participant of any sort or in any capacity as it relates to any and all events of Miss World America. Furthermore, let this communication serve as official notice to remove any mention of yourself as a participant, again, not even a, a not even a participant, she was the winner in Miss World America from all social media platforms, including photographs of you wearing the Miss World America, Michigan, sash and or crown. And any uh, text claiming to be a participant of Miss World America events. Please confirm receipt of this email communication. <laughs> I mean, wow. <laughs> Um, can you imagine, actually, uh, Miss Zhu said, Kathy, um, said that when she read this, she started crying, as, of course, anybody would if, again, I'm not, it's not, I'm not just talking about 
I'm not just asking you to imagine winning a beauty pageant and get this, getting this, but um, some other award that you, you know, a, a work award, you sold the most things, you uh, became president of something, some big deal. Um, and getting a letter like this. I mean, these people, you know, the letter is clearly saying they don't want anything to do with you. And if you say um, that you have ever had anything to do with us, I guess uh, we'll deny it. Well, the irony of all this, and I'm going to tell you the tweets um, that they didn't like, which are not racist. They, they, they're claiming that it was racist and Islamophobic. Um, they're not. Um, but the irony of all of this, and it's really, really enjoyable, um, if she had just won Miss Michigan uh, in the Miss World America contest, I mean, yes, of course, they get uh, some uh, attention. I mean, they go, there's, then there's a, a, a national Miss uh, World America contest where, you know, all the women from the various states come. So yes, it's presumably on television and um, it gets lots of attention. But she is getting so much more attention now because she probably wouldn't have won. I mean, just, just the 50, you know, she's competing with 49 other people. Chances are that she wouldn't have won the actual uh, Miss World America. So she would have been in the competition. She would have gotten some attention. But now she is all over the place and talking about these tweets that um, this, this contest uh, fired her for. And I think you will agree when I tell you about the tweets that they are not Islamophobic uh, or racist. So, um, and, and the other thing is um, that, that the pageant, and she has said this, they had access before she won the Michigan um, title, they had access to all of her social media. She didn't hide anything. Um, and yet, uh, and yet they never brought this up until after she won. So what does that tell you? It tells you that somebody can connect, either somebody connected to the pageant, you know, one of the other girls who lost, um, or as I am going to suggest, perhaps the squad uh, Rashida Tlaib, for example, who is the Michigan representative, um, or Ilhan Omar, uh, the squad, all of them, perhaps they had something to do with this, you know, especially Rashida Tlaib, because that's, she's Michigan. Anyhow, these are the tweets. Um, let's see, one tweet came from an incident in February 2018, when Kathy was a freshman at the University of Central Florida in Orlando. And apparently there was um, some event at school and there was a table, you know, each organization had tables and the Muslim Student Association table um, was saying this was, was had something where they were uh, asking people to try on hijabs. Now, um, so, and, and because the, this was for World Hijab Day, a celebration. Um, so what she wrote in a tweet that she now deleted, um, she wrote, there is a try on booth, try, try a hijab, uh, let me start again. There is a try a hijab 
on booth at my college campus. Uh, so you're telling me that it's now just a fashion accessory and not a religious thing? Or are you just trying to get women used to being oppressed under Islam? Now, I mean, I think most people know that, um, that there is certainly controversy, whether you believe that it's oppression or not, there is certainly a controversy about this. I mean, um, a lot of people do think that making women cover themselves up, their face, their body, is oppression. And indeed, certainly, um, you have presumably heard, read stories about women getting beaten um, generally in the more, of course, in the Middle East than in America, but still women getting beaten for not doing things, uh, adhering to these religious rituals. So, um, so it's hardly a news, you know, it isn't, she, it is not Kathy Zhu's making this up. Um, it's not from nowhere that she, um, wrote this, you know, it's, it's not some news. Um, then she also criticized a sign at the Muslim Student Association table that said, my hijab empowers me. She wrote, my, the hypocrisy of this is kind of disgusting, she tweeted in a second tweet <laughs> um, that was in reply to another Twitter user. I mean, presumably somebody uh, criticized her first tweet, and so she, she tried to explain it by, by this second tweet. But I mean, there are many people who believe that it is oppression of women to make them cover themselves up. Um, now, another tweet that she got in trouble with later on, or, or that was found by this um, pageant, was when she wrote, do you know the majority of black deaths are caused by other blacks? Uh, fix problems within your own community before blaming others. Now, this was um, this was in response to a another tweet that somebody had written, um, and I'll I'll tell you about that. But anyhow, so then um, Kathy Zhu wrote back to the pageant officials. Um, Do you know? who had called her insensitive. Um, do you know what insensitive, do you know what is insensitive? What's insensitive is that women in the Middle East are getting stoned to death for refusing to obey their husband's orders to, to wear hijabs. It is disgusting how you would rather lie to the public's face than be supportive of someone that is trying to make a difference by talking about subjects that no one dares to say. Now, since this whole um, thing, she has been on um, all kinds of television shows and able to bring her message about how important it is to express your voice um, to, to more people than she would have ever reached if they hadn't done this and she had just remained the winner for Michigan. Well, um, I will stop there and continue with this story as well as telling you about how... Um, Ilhan Omar uh, has doing all, saying all kinds of things. I mean, I'm sure you know this to some extent, but let me tell you about the latest things that she's been saying that really are racist, and yet she is allowed to remain in Congress. Stay tuned for more. Welcome back to the Terrorist Therapist Show, where I am all super angry 
<laughs> for another about another topic that's happening in the news. Um, and um, this has to do with we're talking today about why is a beauty queen stripped of her crown while Ilhan Omar remains in Congress. And, um, you know, of course, there has been all this controversy with uh, Trump saying that they should go home if they don't like it here and so on. I'm not getting into that. But um, I am defending the, um, the ability of this woman, Kathy Zhu, who is um, at the University of Michigan. She's vice president of the University of Michigan chapter of the College Republicans and communications director for the Chinese Americans for Trump movement. Now, right away, you know, that puts her um, in a very difficult spot in college. I have um, talked about how colleges are, how it's so hard for anybody to be um, conservative at college, students, teachers um, these days, because, you know, there's, I mean, it's shocking how much, um, anger there is and how much suppression there is of these views in colleges where they're supposed to be, uh, you know, that's supposed to be a place where you talk about new ideas and debate about new ideas and so on. And she is um, Chinese American herself. And so it was, it was actually a big deal. You know, it's not only is it a big deal to win a beauty pageant, but it's a big deal um, for, uh, you know, someone for a Chinese American, I'm sure that that, that was originally thought of as being uh, uh, great, you know, in terms of tolerance and acceptance and diversity and all of that good stuff. And, and then look what happens. Um, okay, so let's see. So um, let me tell you. So she's continuing to go on television. As I was saying, she's gotten more attention than she ever would have gotten if she had just stayed in this pageant because she probably wouldn't have won, not because she's not beautiful and talented and all of that stuff, but because there are just the odds because there are 49 other people. So um, just let me see whether they're... She's at, uh, she's, um, let's see, wait a minute. Um, well, that's pretty much it about her. Uh, oh, it's just that here, she was on one of the times she's been on Fox, she's been on CNN, she's been everywhere. And um, she on CNN, she said that the hijab is a sacred garment. And she likened a non-Muslim wearing a hijab to a non-Catholic carrying a rosary. There are so many women in Muslim countries right now who are being stoned to death because they don't want to wear a hijab. And I think we should be focusing on that, she said, rather than um, on her, you know, for these tweets from 2018. Um, and then about, about the saying about her comments about blacks killing blacks, um, she said... Uh, how is that racist? Um, I didn't know statistics were racist. And then the, the organization is saying that uh, she disagrees, that it's not a statistic, it's, it's racist. Well, in fact, the statistics are that more blacks are killed by blacks than white killing blacks. Um, but that really isn't the issue. 
the issue is, you know, whether somebody should be stripped of, of her crown or of any, anything, uh, stripped of anything. I mean, here's the irony. The irony is that she is being stripped of her crown, whereas uh, Ilhan Omar is not being stripped of her seat in Congress. That's the irony, and that's the sad irony. Um, and as I was mentioning before, uh, you know, I, I really would love it to come out how, who sent, after she won, after she won the Miss Michigan title, who sent these tweets that they would have had, they had, you know, and, and supposedly they look at tweets, social media, that people these days, that people uh, in various contests, and apparently like this Miss, Miss World America contest, they look at your tweets now. Um, and, uh, and so they had her tweets available, and yet they didn't do anything until after she won. So it makes me wonder, who brought her tweets to the pageant's attention? Was it Rashida Tlaib, um, the uh, congresswoman from Michigan? You know, obviously, if she would have made it, all she would have had to do is make a phone call to the pageant director in Michigan, and that would have done it. You know, I mean, I, I, if I had to bet on this, <laughs> I would say that somebody in... Rashida Tlaib's office was, uh, if not Rashida Tlaib herself, um, came across this and, um, and decided to look into her, the winner of this Miss Michigan contest, and to find and, and found the tweets, or she had her staff do it. I would hope she had more important things to do you know, like uh, come out with something against Trump. Not that that's, I don't mean that that's more important. She would have thought that's more important. Um, but anyhow, that somebody probably in her office came across, across this, told Rashida, and Rashida made a phone call to the pageant, is my guess as to what happened. And I hope some news organization is looking into it, although it would probably be difficult to find out, but still, it would be worth it. Um, now, Ilhan Omar, why am I comparing her to Ilhan Omar and saying what's good for the goose is not good for the gander? Um, Ilhan Omar um, has come out at claiming that white men cause most of the deaths in America. How do you like that? So it's kind of, um, you know, not, she's not necessarily saying well, I guess inadvert inadvertently or indirectly, she is saying that white men, if they cause most of the deaths in America, that would be including of black men or black people. But anyhow, it's just, it's just a racist remark against white men. So she recently, um, a recently resurfaced interview uh, had her saying that Americans should be fearful of white men because they are causing most of the deaths within this country. Now, this came in response to a question about Islamophobia. The person asked, who was interviewing her asked her if, if Islamophobia might be the result of a reasonable fear people have about Islamic terrorism. <laughs> you think? Um, now, Omar could have said that we shouldn't have any fear of anyone based on race or ethnicity or religion, and that everybody should be judged according to their own merits. But instead, she took this opportunity to um, create fear, to fearmonger about the dreaded white man. 
And this is what she said. She said, I would say our country should be more fearful of white men across our country because they are actually causing most of the deaths within this country. And so if fear was the, the driving force of policies to keep America safe, Americans safe inside of this country, we should be profiling, monitoring, and creating policies to fight the radicalization of white men, whatever that means. What does that mean? Like causing, um, causing <laughs> making other people white <laughs> um, or causing white men to kill very, does not make any sense. Now, if a white man, a white politician, a white congressman said something like that um, about, about um, Muslims or black men or women, people, um, that would be the end of that politician. But uh, like if he said we should be more fearful of brown men or we should be fearful of black men. But, um, but she gets away with it. She has been getting away with saying incredibly racist, especially towards Jews, um, but incredibly racist things ever since, well, before she got into office, but we're all hearing about it more since she got into office. So um, her claim isn't correct. It's not even cl close to being correct, you know, saying that white men caused the, uh, most of the deaths in America. Um, first of all, uh, it is most of the deaths, the leading causes of death in America are things like heart disease and cancer. Um, but, you know, <laughs> she may be saying, you know, is she saying that these diseases are engineered by the evil white man? Um, you know, presumably she means murder in terms of causing death, not diseases. But is it true? Do white men cause most of the murders in this country? Well, it's not true. And I have the statistics to tell you about it, but I will wait till the next segment. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the Terrorist Therapist Show, where today we're comparing a black... Oh, man. <laughs> we need to start that again. One. Welcome back. Today we're talking on the Terrorist Therapist Show about a beauty pageant winner, Kathy Zhu. Um, she won the Miss Michigan for uh, Miss World America. She would be the Michigan contestant to uh, compete in the national competition. And she was just stripped by her, of her crown with an incredibly painful letter, uh, mean letter, mean girls. This is an example of mean girls. It was sent by a girl, a woman, who is the Michigan director of the pageant. And um, just, just um, you know, it, it, I mean, it was ridiculous that they took her crown uh, for reasons that I've been talking about. But um, if you're going to do it, you know, you can write a letter like, Dear Ms. Zhu, I regret to inform you, or I'm so sorry. I know this will be, come as a shock, and I'm so sorry to have to do this to you, but, but none of that. It was um, just, it was, we want nothing to do with you, which you got to love it because um, now she is, more people know who, I would never have known who Kathy Zhu was if she was just a Mich Michigan contestant in this pageant. Uh, and I'm sure most people wouldn't have. And now she's all over the place and the pageant is being criticized all over the place. And um, 
And anyhow, I'm comparing her for her and her alleged, you know, what happened to her for making these alleged uh, racist and insensitive tweets to uh, Ilhan Omar, who sits in Congress and um, on the Foreign Relations Committee to boot and who is allowed daily to say incredibly racist, you know, unabashedly racist things, um, notably about Jews, but um, all kinds of horrible racist things. And it's a little more important who our Congress people are than who a beauty pageant winner is in terms of uh, the future of this country. So, um, I wanted to, there was, you know, one of the uh, tweets, I mean, I talked about um, things that she had said about the hijab, which were absolutely correct in terms of women, uh, Muslim women being oppressed if they don't wear a hijab or they don't wear um, clothes that cover their face and their body. Um, and she was trying to bring attention to that. I mean, she's kind of an activist in her own right in college, Kathy Zhu. And, um, and was not saying it in any negative kind of way. The tweet that she wrote um, about blacks that is also, that was also a problem for this pageant all of a sudden after she won, um, it was a reply to a tweet. This woman, or I don't know if it's a woman, but someone named N. Delbu wrote a tweet. This was in Oct on October 8th, 2017. They're going back to 2017 to find problems. This Ndilbu wrote, stop killing black people, three exclamation park marks. And Kathy Zhu um, responded to that. Did you know the majority of black deaths are caused by other blacks? Fix problems within your own community first before blaming others. Now that sentence, that second sentence, of course, is a little, that is a little insensitive, you know, fix problems within your own community. I, I'll, I'll go along with that. But the statistics are, are right. Um, that there are more blacks killing blacks than whites killing blacks. Anyway, getting back to Ilhan Omar, who is the most racist of all, um, she, let's see. Um, oh, I was going to give you the statistics. <laughs> That's where we were. Okay. Um, the statistics, according to the Department of Justice, say that White people, not just white men, white people commit about, of course, it is mostly men who commit murders, but white people commit about 45% of the murders in the U.S. Now, that may seem high until you consider that white people are over 60% of the population. Now, therefore, they are technically underrepresented in the homicide department by 15%. In other words, um, you know, you would expect 60% of the murders committed to be committed by white people if they are 60% of the population, but it's only 45%. And blacks commit a little over 50% of the murders in America, despite only accounting for 13% of the population. So this is not racist. Um, uh, I mean, these statistics aren't racist, but Omar... Um, made racist remarks claiming incorrectly that um, white people commit, not only that white people commit most of the murders or most of the deaths in America are attributed to um, white people or white men, actually, she said, um, but 
she went beyond that. Not only, you know, did she get her statistics wrong, but she went beyond that and drew the racist conclusion that we should therefore fear white men. So now, you know, if we even give her the benefit of the doubt, um, which is really going pretty far to do this, but let's just, you know, be the bigger people and give her the benefit of the doubt and think um, that she meant by saying white men cause most of the deaths, maybe she was only applying this to terrorism. Again, this is a big stretch. But it is. Um, it has been claimed, uh, not just by Omar, that white people are responsible for most of the domestic, domestic terrorism in America. And um, a source for this, the most common source that is cited for this claim, is a government accountability office report from 2017 that found that more people have been killed by right-wing terrorists than by Islamic terrorists. But how did they get to that conclusion? Um, this is what the, this government, um, government accountability office report said about this. Uh, and it, I'll give you a little hint ahead of time, a spoiler alert. Um, they did it in a very uh, fraudulent kind of way. You know, they manipulated the statistics to come out to that conclusion. And they said, of the 85 violent extremist incidents that resulted in death since September 12th, that's the key, get the date that they started counting from, of the 85 violent extremist incidents that resulted in deaths since September 12th, 2001, far-right politics, violent extremist groups were responsible for 62, which is 73%, while radical Islamist violent extremists were responsible for 23, which is 27%. The total number of fatalities is 106 for far-right violent extremists and 119 for radical Islamist violent extremists over the approximately 15-year period. However, 52% of the deaths attributable to radical Islamist violent extremists occurred in a single event, an attack on the Pulse nightclub in Orlando, Florida in 2016. Um, it's interesting. We haven't, uh, I mean, it is true that the man in the, well, the, in, from the Pulse nightclub, yes, of course, he was a, an Islamist, radical Islamist who pledged allegiance to ISIS. So, um, but anyhow, the key is, why did they start figuring out this, these statistics since September 11th, since September 12th, 2001? And that's because on September 11th, 2001, um, you know, that was 9-11, and that's when um, radical Islamists um, killed thousands of people, over 3,000 people. And not only that, but um, they have been, that 9-11 has been continuing to kill people. Um, to this date, you know, you've uh, presumably you've been hearing in the news about uh, because it's been in Congress in terms of whether they would vote to continue um, supporting the people who have gotten sick uh, because they were working at Ground Zero after 9-11. And so it's a lot more than 3,000 people. In fact, the number of people who have died uh, because they were working at Ground Zero, these people were um, you know, they were first responders. They were people who were looking for uh, trying to recover the bodies. They are people who were 
uh, bulldozing the area so that something else could be built on it. People who took away the um, the uh, remains, you know, of, of, of the Twin Towers and so on. All those people, there are more of them who have died and, and are dying um, than there are, if you look at 3,000 is the number who actually died on that day. So bottom line to um, tabulate, to start counting from September 12th in order to show that there are more white people who, um, particularly far right um, uh, politicians, far, far right uh, activists, extremists, um, who killed than, um, than there are uh, radical Islamists is, of course, in disingenuous. So here we have two contrasting people uh, being accused of racism, and you decide, <laughs> you decide after hearing all this, which one you think is the real racist. Well, thank you for listening to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist. Therapist. If you would like to find out more about terrorism from me, your terrorist therapist, visit my website, terroristtherapist.com. And if you're a parent or teacher and want to build stronger nests for your kids to become more resilient, check out my new award-winning book, Lions and Tigers and Terrorists, Oh My, How to Protect Your Child in a Time of Terror. It's the first and only book about terrorism for kids. You can find it wherever books are sold or directly from the publisher at terrorismforkids.com. Terrorism, the number four, kids.com. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist. Thank you for listening to the Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. We hope listening to the show has made you feel calmer, more resilient, and more able to reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. You can also check out past shows on Renegade Talk Archives for more insights.